Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Hormone Helper Podcast. I'm Coach Andrew, your Hormone Helper from Fit for All Fitness. I personally coach over 1,600 men and women to help better understand their hormones so they can lose weight and get their metabolism back on track. With this podcast, you're going to hear from me and my special guests about everything from metabolism to thyroid to weight loss. And we even talk a little bit of sexy time as we chat to spread more knowledge thick like butter on your hormones. If you're ready to learn, I'm ready to share. So let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Hormone Helper podcast. I'm literally so exciting. I'm shifting my bum everywhere. I'm choosing to stand up and, uh, instead of staying seated because I get all excited when I'm standing. Uh, I just want to say quickly a big thank you to the past and current clients and friends who are listening right now. These amazing people probably hear me speak about hormones and health literally every day. They don't get tired of me, and they've been one of the greatest encouragements I've had to create a space like this, where, of course, I can share even more knowledge and support. So this podcast would not have come to fruition without you. And for those of you who don't know me personally, I've been in the health industry coaching people for Oh, geez, close to eight years now from starting off as a personal trainer to now helping balance hormones and kickstarting metabolisms using food. But enough about me. I'm going to do a separate podcast on my background and let you in on all the deets surrounding why I'm so passionate about this. But I figured if we are going to go swimming into the information ocean that surrounds hormones and metabolism, we might as well dive deep, right? Let's just take one shot, dive right in there. So today's episode, we are going to be talking about hormone indicators, all of them, whether they're physical, mental, emotional, and the four key ones that you need to be looking for for yourself and for your health. Now, first of all, I want to clarify something. An indicator is different than a symptom. So I hop on calls weekly with people who are always eager to tell me all their symptoms and all the stuff that I have experiencing, like, well, I'm sneezing here, then my joints are hurting, there's this going on. And it's like, okay, first of all, those symptoms have a cause, and those cause gave you early warning signs before that happened. So I want you to know there is a difference between an indicator and a symptom. So let's start with an indicator first. An indicator is a gauge, a sign, or a signal. So if you think about this, this would be something that the body is extending to you in an attempt to tell you, hey, something is going wrong here. There's an issue. So I want you to think of it like a notification system from your alarm at home. So let's say something passes a motion detector. You end up getting an email or a notification. And that notification is like, hey, check this out. Or, you know, if it's an indicator that's more serious, let's say a window breaks, well, then the full-blown alarm signal goes off. You get a notification that is proactive in you being able to do something about it before an issue occurs. Now, a symptom is different. So symptoms are the after effects of those signals that have been left unchecked for too long. So they end up being the result of that temporary fix that your body tries to do to compensate for what has happened. So why don't we go back to that window example? So a window breaks in your house. The alarm goes off and you're like, okay, it's nothing. I'm just going to ignore that alarm. I'm going to start sweeping up the glass. You know, maybe you throw a little bit of plywood up to temporarily cover that hole that you have now, right? Let's be real. The plywood's a crappy fix, but you know, it sort of works. 
Like the rain can't get in. Nobody can walk right into your home. You don't have this huge gaping hole. So for all intensive purposes, that indicator, it doesn't need to go off anymore. It doesn't send you any more signals to that. Except the fact is, well, there's still an issue. Now your house isn't going to stay warm and bugs keep getting inside from that hole. So if you don't end up repairing that hole, even though you don't have an indicator, you end up having temperature issues, maybe a bug infestation as a result. And that's the difference. Indicator is that early warning sign and the symptom is what happens if you don't address that in the end. So there is a difference. Now, in my experience, I find that people often struggle to respond to their body's indicators really because they don't actually know what to look for. They have no idea what's an indicator or not. So when I'm chatting with friends and clients, I find really a couple things. They don't know their hunger and fullness cues. That's a good indicator. They don't recognize how stressed they are day to day. They don't really have good coping mechanisms for that stress or for their lifestyle. And they can't tell the difference between fake energy and real energy. Hence why probably everybody in the world now drinks a bucket ton of coffee these days. And all these things are tied directly into those indicators. And here are the main four. Okay, I want you to take focus of this. We'll go through all of them individually. Number one is your hunger level. Number two is your stress level. Number three is your energy level. And number four is your tolerance level. So now you're probably thinking to yourself, what do you mean? Like, how can these four areas tell me that there might be an issue? Because I get random hunger things all the time. I get random energy things all the time. Like, how is that an indicator for me? Well, let's go through them individually. And maybe you're going to start to see the connection lining up with each one. So starting with hunger, hunger is the signal and indicator that your body requires nutrients or is short on energy. So it's managed by a hormone you make called ghrelin. So the idea is this, if you're full, the signal should be off. No hunger, no hungry, simple. But what if you eat and it isn't off? What if you eat three meals a day and you eat until you're stuffed, but you're still getting cravings for sugar and salt throughout the day? Now, cravings and weird patches of hunger, especially during specific periods of the day, say late evening or 1 to 2 p.m. constantly, that is a big indicator that the body is asking for specific nutrients to combat something. So occasional hunger is fine. Maybe your schedule, some changed or whatever. But daily cravings or hunger that never goes away even though you eat plenty, that is a clear sign that something is draining and taking away that energy. That's not normal. And long-term, it's going to lead to the body becoming dependent on always asking you to intake more energy on the spot. So when it comes to that intake on the spot, that is actually one of the most challenging things that people get. The moment their body asks for energy, they're like, I have to feed it right now in this moment. The body becomes accustomed to that. So what ends up happening is through each and every time you're fueling that body over and over again, the body says, whenever I'm having this issue, I'm just going to be preemptive and make an early signal for this person to eat or consume food anyways. So what ends up happening is people can have a sign that they have weird hunger pains or people can have this issue where they start getting hungry at random periods of the time or people can get to a point where maybe they overeat even though there's something that's telling them, 
hey, I'm really full or I'm feeling bloated. So from a hunger perspective, that's really, really important because if someone is always getting at a point where they're like, I'm hungry regardless of what I do, that is a really, really big challenge. And that's an issue that starts off with that early indicator, that indicator where it's like, hey, you're asking for more energy all the time. You're asking for more food all the time. Something needs to be done about the fact that I'm burning more energy that I'm eating. So start taking a look at that early indicator of hunger and fullness. Now, let's talk about stress. I'll openly tell you, everybody's got a level of stress that they manage during the day. Being realistic and saying that, uh, hey, you're going to be you know, stress-free, you're never going to be stress-free. In the 24-hour world that we live in, it's not possible, at least in my opinion, to live a stress-free life. However, we can manage that level of stress. And that is really, really important because it's the stress management part that we're going to be taking a look at. So we have a hormone called cortisol that's responsible for the management of that stress. Now, stress, it comes in all forms, physical, mental, emotional, and our body only makes up so much cortisol to manage it each day. So if we make more than we use, that's a good thing. That means that we have some cortisol saved up. But if we use more than we make, well, of course, that's going to be an issue long term. So that's what we want to be taking a look at because that is not normal. It's not something that's indicated. Okay. So let's talk about that. What if we are always using more than we make? What happens is the body is forced to make some hormones on the spot, and that leads to a cortisol low in that moment. So you end up getting feelings of mental fatigue, irritability. Maybe you start to experience levels of anxiety. So if that indicator light goes off for long periods, it develops into depression-like symptoms where someone ends up not feeling motivated to do anything at all, or they feel very chronically fatigued all the time, or they feel like it's a big struggle for them to focus on doing things. That's because they no longer have the energy from the cortisol to be able to deal with those situations. So this long-term can even lead to really severe conditions like adrenal fatigue or metabolism slowdown because the body has to take energy from something in order to deal with that stress in that moment. So normally what the body does is it starts shorting the energy. That's what it does. It says, well, if you're not giving it each time, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take some for me and it's going to come at this experience of other things. So if you're forced to make hormones on the spot, that leads to a cortisol low in that moment, and you end up getting the feelings of mental fatigue, irritability, and ultimately you start to experience levels of anxiety too. So we want to make sure that it's not going to that place where it's constantly having that signal. Your cortisol is not just your stressor hormone. It's also responsible for managing your daily energy level. So the idea of cortisol is you start with the highest amount of cortisol during the day. And then as you go through the day, through stressful situations, through movement, activity, that cortisol starts to wind down. And as long as you're keeping that energy nice, slow, and steady, then you're going to get fatigued through the evening and then you rest. But if you're getting those really big spikes of stressful situations, then what's going to happen is, is the body gets to a point where it says, hey, 
you have to start looking at your energy intake and your energy usage because I can't deal with this anymore. There's an issue that you're going to need to deal with in that moment. So that leads into kind of our next piece, which is energy level. This indicator is probably the most ignored indicator. Um, it's one of my first questions that I actually ask in my discovery call. I say, what is your current energy level during the day on a scale of one to 10? 10 being stellar. And it's crazy because I get low fours and threes, but then it's right followed up with, uh, but I just use coffee to bring it up. Well, what do you mean? What, what happens if you don't have the coffee? Well, then I drag through the day. Okay, well then your, your energy isn't consistent. If you're having to rely on stimulants, or you're having to rely on other things to bring that energy up, that's an issue. That is an early indicator that your body is having issues for something. So when the body is low on energy, it's really low on energy for two reasons. Number one, you're not making enough, uh, you're not intaking enough energy, meaning you got to eat like you're shorting yourself on calories. I see this pretty commonly through people who are on chronic diets or two, that energy is being used up for something else in the body. And that, that is an indicator as well too. So if you're eating plenty of nutrients and you're eating wholesome food and you're finding like, I'm always, always just dragging myself. And if I don't have stimulants, coffee, tea, Red Bulls, those tiny hour shots or energy drinks, whatever it is, I, I personally can't stand this stuff. Then if you're having to rely on that, then the body is giving you a clear indicator. I'm not making enough energy. It's not normal to feel chronic fatigue all the time, nor is it normal to need three or four plus cups of coffee a day just to be at a level of functional. We should never feel functional. We should feel freaking awesome and incredible. So if you're eating those regular meals in a balanced diet, but you find your energy's way off its mark, well, then you need to find out what your body is driving that energy towards. Where is this energy going? Am I over-exercising? Am I under-recovering? Do I have a really high physical job? Is there something that that energy is being driven towards? Am I always thinking about this certain specific thing? Is, is there's always work tasks? All of those things drive and use energy. So is it driving it towards stress management, metabolism management, sleep deprivation, lack of muscle recovery? Where's it going? You need to know. You need to know because energy is probably the most overlooked because it's something that we can get temporary energy from other sources. It's really, really easy to just pick up extra cups of coffee. It's really easy to be at a point where you're like, oh, I'm just going to take a quick espresso here or shot here. Let me just take a couple drinks in the evening and the buzz will carry me through. It does temporarily, but understand that the body is going to become accustomed to that. It's going to become dependent on that energy. It's going to start asking you for it. This is why people have, you know, crazy caffeine kicks whenever they try to reduce or they get huge, massive headaches. Yes, a part of it's the hydration part, but the other part of it is because the body is used to that energy and you're no longer giving it that energy. So energy level is really important. And our final indicator for this episode is tolerance. Now, when I say the word tolerance, well, what comes to mind? 
right? When I think, you know, I think my wife, when she takes me off, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, or, you know, maybe like a colleague who's asking to be set on fire. There's, there's a ton of different things that you can be like, I have no tolerance for this right now. But the tolerance that I'm speaking about is your metabolic tolerance. So metabolic tolerance is basically what are the indicators that your metabolism is moving properly? So changes in the speed of your bowel movements, like most people think that going only once a day is normal. It's not. That's actually really slow. That indicates that your digestion and your metabolism is very, very slow. You should be going twice a day, minimum, even three times a day is preferred. And it's important to look at the speed of those bowel movements. Also, changes to consistency. Are you always bound up or is your stool passing through smooth? right? I bet you didn't think you were going to do a poop talk today, but this is kind of, uh, we won't go into full poop talk. We'll save the, the talk of poop for, for another episode, but changes in the speed of your bowel movements is, is a really big one for, for metabolism indicator changes in your body temperature too. Your thyroid is like a thermostat. And if you're running cold, then you're running slow. So if you always have cold hands and feet and you can't stand a little bit of cold or it's really, you know, you're the kind of person that has to have hot on everything and your circulation is poor, that is an indicator that you have low tolerance, low metabolic tolerance, okay? Even like the blueness of fingertips or thinning of hair and nails, that is a big one, right? Another thing is also feeling incredibly fatigued. So if you feel fatigued after you do a workout or after you wake up, like workouts are supposed to give you energy. They're supposed to relieve hormones that allow you to feel a greater amount of energy. If you're working out and you're feeling worse, then that's something you need to take a look at because that is an indicator that your metabolism is having an issue. All of these things are not normal. When your metabolism is shorted, it's going to slow down. It's going to turn that thermostat and cool you down so you can operate slower, so you can conserve energy. That's what happens with a metabolism short. It's going to burn less fat. It's going to burn less energy because it needs to save that energy for whatever the issue is. So it's important to take a look at how long these things have been in your life for and when these things are happening. So when do I feel the most fatigue? How long have I only been passing stool once a day or, you know, crazy. I had a conversation with a, with a woman the other day who said, I, I pass stool once a week. What? That's insane. Like that's a huge indicator that your metabolism is being shorted. So you need to take a look at when and for how long these things happen for. So these are the main four indicators. Okay, I'll go over them again. Your hunger level, so understanding your hunger and fullness, the body's need and ask for energy in that moment. Your stress level, so your ability to basically tolerate what you are doing through the day, whether it's physical, mental, and emotional. Your energy level, so this is basically how long your body is actually able to last before it says to itself, hey, I need energy in this moment. And finally, your tolerance level. So what realistically is your metabolism performing at right now? Now notice that all of these indicators are very early signs and they're not symptoms. Symptoms are what you feel if an indicator has been left for far too long. 
And there are a ton of symptoms. I mean, you, you see them almost on those medical commercials. Like if you're experiencing edema, water retention, chronic fatigue, muscle wasting, I mean, all of those things, yes, are very important. It's important to look at the symptoms. But if you're not addressing those indicator lights, if we only treat the symptom and we don't treat the cause or the indicator, what happens is, is the symptoms come back. So where a lot of people reach out to me and they're really, really frustrated, especially from a hormone perspective, is they seem to be doing all the right things. They're eating better food. They're trying to work out even more than they have been, but they're not addressing common stressors. They're not addressing digestion. They're not addressing their metabolism slow. And they end up actually putting themselves in a worse place because they're stressing out their body. Each and every one of these indicators coincides with a specific hormone. Your hunger level coincides with the hormone called ghrelin. Your stress level and your energy level coincide with cortisol. And your tolerance level, your metabolism, is run by your thyroid. So all three of these things are things that you need to take a look at. And these four areas, the hunger, the stress, the energy, and the tolerance, for you to be in a place where finally you can start seeing progress, start feeling those symptoms go away, and then those indicators don't turn on anymore. So start paying attention to these so that way you can determine if you, in fact, have an issue with your hormones or metabolism. That is all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, for those of you who are listening the first time, please leave a raving review. I love reviews. Uh, and make sure to subscribe to the podcast. So of course, you don't miss an episode of my lovely voice. Uh, also, feel free to check out our blog as well, too. It has amazing, useful resources and tips at uh, www.fit, the number 4allfitness.com slash blog. So that's fitforallfitness.com slash blog. Uh, for any additional tips that you are looking for, they can be found there. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you guys on the next episode. Well, it seems I'm all out of info juice for today. That's all for this episode. And thank you so much for listening. Please leave a raving review for me if you've learned something good and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, if you're in the mood for some more great content and tools to get your hormones on track, why not check out our free Facebook group and the blog on our site? We do amazing weekly trainings in our group that me and my wife call Tea and Teachings that give good tips for anything hormones and metabolism related. It's also a great community where you get to share your goals and success with like-minded people just like you. I'll make sure to drop both the Facebook group link and the blog link in the show notes for you. Or if you're ambitious like me, the name of the group is Weight Loss and Balanced Hormones. Uh, it'll say fit for all beside it with a picture of me. So come and join us and have more fun.